bus would carry me away. But while talking to squeak, and the shell in the wooden edgeways. Recalled over a bottle of rum on a darker south end to me. Welcome to another edition of Due South by Southeast. My name is Detective Squee and I'm going to hit my microphone popper because I'm sleep deprived. This is a very special live, first ever live edition of Due South by Southeast. Yes. Going out especially for Squee Fest, which is being done in support of Dogs for Good. Please go to justgiving.com forward slash pod dogs and donate some money now to help out this fantastic charity. We're in the last stretch. This is closing the whole of the 24-hour podcast which I've been doing. I have been on the microphone since midday yesterday. So please donate some money. We're up to £110, which is fantastic. We can do more, though, guys. Just donate, donate, donate. If you listen to this in podcast form, you can still donate. Uh, it, it will be staying open. So, uh, as I say, I've been detect... I am just... I have been. I'm trying to wrap it up already. I am Detective Squee. And this is the show which keeps the rums out, the rum out and the fun out. To give G South its dues one episode at a time. And of course, I'm not alone for this. I, Detective Squee, am joined by... Mountie Michelle. And... Civilian Aid Nicola. And... And a bit louder, oh, Neve. It's mini Mountie Prime Neve. So, one thing which we do on this for all our new listeners who are joining us live on the stream for Squee Fest is we talk about G South, but we have mini Mounties. These are... People who have signed up to our mini Mountie list, and essentially that's it. We just keep a list of all the names, and we want to get to 100 by the time we've uh, finished doing this, which uh, we're romping it, quite frankly. Uh, how many episodes have we done now, guys? Does anyone know oh, what's up there? How many episodes we've done? I don't know. Well, there's one episode which we've got in the can, which will be going out. I just haven't had the time to put it up, because I've been busy, you know, sorting out 24-hour podcast and recording an audio drama, nothing big. So, uh, I'm just looking on our feed to see what episode number we're up to. So, it's 34 was the last one to go out as we speak. 35 will be going out before this. So, this is episode 36 of G South by Southeast. And looking at our mini mountain list, we've already got 70. I mean, we're doing quite frankly fabulously. Yes. So, uh, without further ado, why don't we just dive straight into it? And thank you very much to Matt Lees for our music, for Matt Lees for that little jingle, and for uh, Blaine Garrison for giving the mini Mountie Club, hey, the vocals there. So Michelle, uh, Nicola, I know for this special event you want to come up short. Uh, please read out the plethora of names you've got for mini Mountie Club. Oh, where's the tumbleweed? <laughs> I was going to say, oh... Me? Oh. So much like the wee hours of the night, I'm doing this on my own. I see. <laughs> right. Well, I happen to have got some very special mini Mounties. Uh, first of all, it's my boy from the uh, Dog's Best Friend podcast who kindly agreed to join us in Mini Mounties Club. It's B. Janderson. Yay. Woo. 
he has been so good at not only donating but also by uh, chatting throughout the uh, squeeze best when he's been awake uh, for Australian time. He's been with us for so much of it. He needs a mini mounting number so he can add it to his Twitter. Number seventy one. And of course, his doggy Sticks Anderson. Sticks Anderson. Okay, number seventy two on our list. So you can add that to Sticks Twitter as well. And uh, I forgot to ask them, so I'm just going to assume they're okay with it. Uh, I take it 73 next? Yep, 73. We've got uh, James King. Okay, James King. Sorry guys, I didn't ask, but I'm going to assume you're cool with it. <laughs> and um, uh, Elliot Bayers. What was that surname? Bayers. B and other letters. B-Y... Oh, God. B-Y-E-R-S. Bias, bias, yeah, number sorry. 74 on our list. Sorry, dude, I've lost the rule. We, of course, have another order of business, but it's being sadly not attended to by anyone at the moment. Mm. I mean, someone at the moment is playing mm. on their phone, Nicola. And sorry, shall I tell you why I'm playing on my phone desperately? Because I woke up this morning and I realised I didn't do my due south homework. Ah, I have not. The last minute cramming. I, I was sent a list of things to uh, think about, and I just, I woke up and thought, oh no. I haven't even looked at them. So I'm desperately trying right now to look at them. So I'm not uh, playing on my phone. I'm actually trying to... Right. Did we bring up some uh, mixer for the rum? Uh, yes, there's Coke. What about ones that I can drink? No. I want some done properly. Send Nicola to do it now, please. Could you, could you bring up some fruit juice to mix with, with the uh, rum for me? Because what we always do, as well as talking about Due South, is to drink some rum. We have a different rum each week on this podcast, and uh, I wish you could see it here in the Dotty Hoop or the Dotty Baker, I guess it is for the show, podcasting suite. We have got a collection of rum bottles very neatly displayed on top of a wardrobe here. Yeah. So, that's uh, awesome, by the way. Yeah, I mean, we've got loads of Dog 2 iconography, but I'm trying to build up the Due South iconography, so we need some Due South to go on the walls here. I think you need a Canadian flag in here. One might be on order, one might say. That'd be so cool. Yeah, it might be on its way. Uh, so a big salute to all our Canadian listeners out there. If you're listening, please say hi, whether Canadian or other. Hope everyone's been having a lovely time with Squeak Best. Uh, Michelle, uh, the, maybe you could talk to... Which which episodes have you been on so far of uh, a Squeak Fest? Oh, um, yeah, I was on one last night where we did um, this better half um, phone in. That was um, quite fun. Yeah, very tame, very kind of sedate. Um, yeah, listen back to that. So I might put it out on the Due South stream with a big advisory warning because yes. it gets a little bit fruity with some of the questions yeah, and subsequently with the answers. Mm. Uh, I mean, really, I'm just trying to stall until... <laughs> until Nicola gets back. Maybe, Michelle, you could uh, tell us a bit about what we're doing tonight, or today, as part of this. Yes, Unlike our normal um, podcast for yourself, we're not going to be watching an episode and then talking about that episode. That'd be very boring for the listeners. Um, well, it's very difficult because we're in the middle, in the main run. Mm. Uh, so this actually might be an episode later than the number I said because we've got Victoria's Secret Part 1, which is the first part of a two-parter, which we did last. And we want to do a second part to that. So we'll probably put them up together, then this one. Yeah. And so that's why uh, we decided not to watch an episode. And plus, what we do is we watch the episode and we talk about it directly afterwards, so it's all fresh in our minds. Obviously, we can't do that because I've had other shows to do. Yeah. 
So as opposed to watching it before and maybe forget stuff, we thought we'd do this as a special kind of little roundup episode. Yeah, so we're going to look into what, what was our best, like, because we always do what the best American, well, the most American, the most Canadian, our best Deep and Baker moments. So we're going to think about uh, the whole series so far, what we've watched and pick our, our, our best scenes, our, our best cameos, I think was one of them. There's been a few kind of like celebrity cameos in there. Yeah, we're just going to have a good chat about the first series, really. Yeah, and uh, in true due south by southeast fashion of not doing anything quite properly, uh, we are like two or three episodes, I think it's two episodes away from the end of series one. And so we're going to do a season one roundup, two episodes shy of the end of the series, because that's how we roll. It's our rules, we do what we want. Exactly, so some point maybe we'll do series two plus the two episodes we didn't do from the series before. Our rum, our rules. Hey, that's another new slogan for this. Our rum, our rules. The rum's out, the fun's out. Due south, it's due one episode at a time. It's got many slogans, this podcast. And uh, I've just been reminded, as if I could forget by Indie Mac user, Squee, don't forget you promised to sing DuckTales theme tune again. Now, this was because uh, Matt Lee's uh, wanted to donate £10 uh, to... One second, what are you saying? I was asking where the juice was, but it's right in front of me. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> and I'm the one who's sleep depraved. So, yeah, earlier on, Matt Lee's offered to pay £10 to sing duck, for me to sing DuckTales on the podcast, which I did. I nearly shredded my voice very early on to the proceedings doing it. And then he said he couldn't hear it, which I, I doubt was true. And if he didn't, then that's his own full problem. But because I said, well, why don't you, if you want me to sing that, donate £15. And he did. And I'd sung it before he had donated it, but he honoured that. So since he did that, I'm going to honour his request to sing it again. And we're going to go out from Squeefest doing that, and maybe the ladies could join you. Singing some DuckTales. I could, yeah, I could probably sing along to some of it. So it's, well, you're going to have to get the lyrics up. We can do oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, the whole, I, I need some, really, my voice needs some backup. Please, okay, ladies. okay. And what we can do is we're going to do that in the roundup show. So that's not going to be part due south by southeast. So this is a real treat for anyone who's listening to due south by southeast and podcasting because we're talking about something that they're not going to hear. Mm. I might put on as a little extra just the ducktail thing. Yeah. Just for them. So, uh, Michelle, have you got a list of things we agreed to, to do? I do. Yay! I have come prepared. That makes a change, doesn't it? And hopefully we're going to spin this into um, an hour and a half, or an hour and 20 minutes as we now got on the clock. Yeah, normally we talk a lot. I'm sure we can. Yeah, so our categories. Don't we just read through all the categories we're going to go through? Yeah, then, please. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do our most Canadian, most American, the best guest star, the best rum, our favourite interview moment, because we've done two interviews. Yeah. Um... Best musical moment, best Fraser moment, best Ray moment, best Diefenbaker moment, best Walsh moment. Oh yeah, and then you said you were going to induct everybody from Squeefest. Yeah, well, yeah. I induct, I'd induct <laughs> three. Yeah, you inducted three. I can't be bothered to remember all the people I spoke to. Well, sorry, that sounds really bad. I do remember you all, but just to go back and listen would just fry the last brain cells I have left at this point. Well, maybe we could ask... No, Neve, stop nodding. <laughs> <laughs> what number are we on for that? 71. Have we... Uh, 70... 74 we've inducted now. Uh, so to round it up to 75, have we put the lovely gem in? Yeah. Yeah, it's long oh, since. Oh, damn. Uh, wait, there's uh, just some breaking uh, a little message from Matt Lee's... You're doing great, dude. You're cracking, but it's great. You can do it. And there's a little audio message. Squee, everyone at Squee Fest, Leezy here. As you can tell, 
from a fresh sleep, which isn't very nice because Squee's been up for 24 hours. So wanted to tell you you're doing great. Last chance to donate. If you're listening, if you do play this on the on the on the transmission, folks, yeah. make sure you get your last donations in. Because this man has been sitting at that microphone, at least close to it, relatively close to it, for 24 hours, okay? All in the aid of dogs for good, good for dogs, dogs for... Listen, the important part is not that I messed it up. The important part is that you donate, okay? Justgiving.com slash fundraising slash pod dogs, okay? That's what's important. And you can keep donating. So even though the show ends at noon and Squee drops dead, you can keep donating. All right, so this is Matt Lees from Legend of My Spirits. I'm on the IHOP Network telling you to keep donating. And everyone over at Squeefest, you guys are doing great. I'm proud of all of you. Keep it up. Much love. Leesy, we love you. And I love the fact that in that heartfelt, wonderful message, you still managed to get digging about, well, relatively close to the microphone, you <laughs> red basket. No, I love you, man. I love you. That was really Language lovely. Language at this time in the morning. Uh, and sorry. Neve, don't give me that alone. You've heard your mum say worse. <laughs> yeah, you give the... <gasps> you don't deny it, do you? <laughs> so, guys, um, right, shall we kick off this uh, best of? Yeah, we can do. I hope everyone is as prepared as me. No. So no. not at all, you mean? No, I'm, not, I'm not prepared, so I... So you are as prepared as Michelle, then? Oh, I think Michelle sounds like she's very prepared. She's got things written down. I have, I've got notes. I've got notes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to take off my uh, my Gallifrey stands. Oh, God, my voice sounds so funny because I've heard it through the cans for so long. I'm going to take off my Gallifrey stands jumper, my hoodie, if you will, and I'm going to reveal my Dogs for Good t-shirt, which has been here all the time. Ooh. We are so, surrounded by uh, Dogs for Good balloons. Neat, pull yourself up a sticker. Ooh, oh, next to me. Some lovely doggy stickers next to. Pull out a few stickers. Yeah. We got loads. Okay, yeah. and pass me some. Uh, let me let me wear one of these different stickers. So, uh, yeah, we got dogs who get stickers. Yeah. And these ones are so cute. They've got a picture of a doggy on. They're lovely. Yeah, I like those ones. As as Neve does that, what's our first best dog we've got to pick? So the first best dog is best Canadian. Or most Canadian, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, most most Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm most because they don't have to actually be Canadian, do they? No, we have sometimes. Basically, yeah. we should do the rules as we go. Mm. So we always said that each episode there was a most Canadian. Now sometimes there aren't any other Canadians apart from Paul Gross as uh, Benson Fraser, and we thought that was too easy because if you just pick him, you can pick him every episode. So as opposed to picking him every episode, we said he's off limits. You cannot pick him. You can once pick him as most American if you can find justification, yeah. but that's it. You cannot pick him as most Amer- uh, as most Canadian. You've got to pick a guest star, and if there's no other Canadians in it, you've got to find someone who acted the most Canadian in that episode. Yes. So looking back through the series, what Canadian stuck out the most to you? Well, <laughs> I tried to think outside the box a little bit for this, and I actually went for. Do you remember the Canadian couple that were in the car? Eh? I'm not going to pick them. Oh, are you? <laughs> I'm going to go very high pitched. <laughs> you did go very high pitched. But they, I don't think anyone has spoken quite that Canadian in any of the episodes, so I had to pick them. This was a couple who came on the screen and they were saying, 
Nicholas, stop looking so worried. You haven't watched all the episodes with us. You haven't had time to prepare. It's all cool. If you don't come up with something, I, that's fine. I, I think what it is is that Squeeze pretty well knows that if I go into anything, I like to research. Well, I'll tell you what. I will do a bit more on this couple than I will give you one which I think you can talk about. How's that? Well, no, no, I do have one. Okay, I'm well, let, sure let me just... Canadian, but I have Fine, one. let me just... <laughs> let's finish the, the couple. So this is a couple who were there and they were driving along and then there was some uh, Americans with guns who put the guns yeah, on them, yeah. forced them to give them a lift, and they go, oh, mother, it's uh, some uh, Americans there with some guns. <laughs> and just is so blasé about it. And just so kind of... They were it, so nice, weren't they? So nice and friendly and eh, they get them eh. Yeah, and it's one of those times where it, it is taken a mick, but it's from a place of love and from yeah. a place of kind of uh, Canadians being involved in the production. So just a very knowing, very loving kind of uh, Mickey take on Canadians. The other one which I was going to bring up is Buck Frobisher, which mm. of course uh, Leslie Nelson. Yeah. Extremely nicely Canadian. He does this thing of uh, playing it... Uh, He's so funny, but he plays it quite straight in it. And he does this wonderful moment where he's saying to Paul Gross, he goes, because uh, he's, he's uh, Benton Fraser's dad's partner from when, you know, back his dad was like, yeah. back in the day, they were partners uh, out on the Mountie Trail. And uh, at one point, they, basically, he's sold out to this guy who was involved in the murder of Fraser's dad. Or basically, uh, he's. No, it's not. It's some mob. It's just some mobster. Some mobster, isn't it? Basically, he sold this soul for a few pieces mm. of coin, and he's trying to reclaim his name. And at one stage, he says, like, uh, he's talking to a phrase, and he goes, "Look, um, he took something from me. I need to take it back. So this is what I've got to do alone." He goes, uh, "Oh yeah, sorry. I, I completely understand that. Uh, however, I felt he'd taken something from me. Yes, totally. You should come along then." <laughs> so they find a way of justifying it with whilst letting him keep his honor, and that was just a lovely moment. And so I, I think he's uh, up there as well. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if this one's Canadian, but I'm going to throw it into the bag. Um, I'm, I was going for the reoccurring priest. Oh, mm. Father um, Behan? Yeah. He, he's yeah. Irish-American. He's Irish, yeah. But he exemplifies some fine Canadian traits. Yeah. Tell us a bit about him. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you don't just say anything. I don't have anything to add. That's just... The... And I notice the later we're going on, the more I'm turning into lazy and my way of tweaking. He's a priest. I think he's lazy. Yeah, he's a good choice, though. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's a good I choice. So he's reoccurring. He's uh, yeah, actually, in one of the most um, best scenes, and I know we haven't got to that part yet, but is the bit you know where uh, the lady comes back into Benton's life, and he's doing that quite iconic scene. Where he's discussing it through, um, oh yeah, you know, the, the, the confession, yes. yeah, yeah. So there you go. I think that's why it's stuck in my head. Yep, they're very, very uh, nice justification, and he always tries to write by his parishioners. Mm -hmm. So yeah, even though he tries to help out law enforcement, his parishioners are more important to him than the law. You feel it? Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's a good choice. And. Uh, it's something so nice that, as we'll see when, well, by the time this comes out on podcast form, we'll have released the Victoria's Secret episodes. He is the one who uh, Benny confesses to. And, yeah, it's just a wonderful scene. Yeah, yeah, no, nice choice. What's next, Michelle? Yeah. Well, we have to do our most American after that, don't we? Um, I mean, a kickoff. My yeah. one was, it was in the end, I'm trying to think what it was, I'm sure I wrote it down. Oh, The Gift of the Wheelman. I'm going for Dale's dad. 
Give us a bit about Dell's dad. Yeah, I'll tell you a bit. So this is the one with the bank robber. Yeah. And Dell's dad, he he doesn't feel like he's doing enough for his son. He doesn't feel like he's good enough. He's doing all these menial jobs. He just doesn't feel like he's doing enough. He's really bought into this whole kind of American. Is that the guy played by Ryan Fleet? Yeah, yeah, that's Dell. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so he his plan is to rob the bank, but then he's going to kill himself and leave the money to his son, so his son can live his American dream. It sounds is that a bonkers. Christmas one. Yeah. Yeah. Gives the room. Yeah, yeah. The Santas, was it? Yeah, I think the Santas. Yeah, and I think so. I picked Dale's dad as my most American because it's all about the American dream for this episode and and how it's failing him. But he still wants it, and he wants his son to have it. And I don't know. I think the American dream is just such an an American thing. You know, I don't. We don't think the same over here. I don't think. Okay. Uh, quickly before we go into my most American, uh, just a couple of comments from the uh, from the board here on Mixler where we're live. Uh, Commander Elliot's put uh, the donation site won't accept won't connect to PayPal. I'll try in a bit. Please do try, guys. If you have any problems getting onto it, just just keep on trying, and I'm sure it'll be working later. Maybe it's just a little bit of a problem. Elliot's side of things, maybe it is a temporary problem in there, but I'm sure it's temporary. People were donating yesterday, so it obviously is functional in general if it's not at the moment. And uh, as Indie Mac user Ben has put, uh, worked for me yesterday. So um, hopefully it should be up and running soon if it's not at the moment. But keep keep going, keep do- trying to donate, and just uh, keep up the great work, guys. So, uh, so do you want to go next, Nick, or do you want yeah, to Yeah, absolutely. So mine is <laughs> is is probably a very small part in one of the uh, one of the episodes, but I don't know. I just really like it. I don't know if you remember back when um, the I think it was back to when it was a retirement home, and there was the bat, and the man got attacked by the bat. Oh yeah. Now the bit that got me, well, obviously nothing to do with anyone getting attacked by a bat, but this little lad found the bat. You remember yeah. and um obviously there benton was there and ray and they were there and they went obviously they saw that the bat was was the evidence and they said to this little boy um give me the bat and he responded get your own bat <laughs> and that <laughs> <laughs> sorry that, that i'm picking that little boy because i think that was <laughs> yeah it reminded me of one of my nieces <laughs> who would have said Get your own bat, and that. Who takes after her aunt? <laughs> yeah, she does, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> but that—that he—he's my little American. Oh. Uh well, I, I think this is one which I always loved. Is the uh, it's a bar full of people. It's a bar full of people when Fraser goes in and asks them to give up their guns. Now and their knives and their all their weapons and I think it's I think it might be in the second episode I forget I honestly forget which episode it's in, but but Fraser goes in and goes uh, excuse me I'm afraid I'm going to have to confiscate all your weapons everyone pulls out guns knives everything and Ray goes in and go what are you doing what are you doing it's like oh I see it's a cultural thing okay well you can keep them on this occasion and the knife goes hurling past his head and just goes into the bar side the bar next to him just missing him narrowly and goes. No, no, you keep that. <laughs> <laughs> and then they geniusly parody, you know, um, parallel that scene by doing the exact same thing, but with Buck Frobisher played by Leslie Nielsen. He's going to come yeah. up a lot for me. And they do that basically the same line with him doing that. And then this time it's Fraser going, he's like, no, no, I learned early on, you don't do this. <laughs> and he goes like, yeah, how many of your weapons? And like one goes by and goes, 
yes, like that one. <laughs> and that guy's doing the right thing. It's just beautiful. So that's My Most American are that bar full of people, which I'm sure were the same patrons on both nights. Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay, that's, a, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. A whole lot of people was your most American. Yeah. Awesome. And then we've got to do our best Ethan Baker moment. Oh. oh. Which is really tough. Oh, jeez. Just to pick one. I know. <laughs> Ethan Baker, the uh, uh, best uh, you know, uh, dog on TV, pretty much. Slash Wolf. Okay, what do you yeah, want to kick off? I think mine was one, and I'm actually going back to the same episode as the, the rest home, um, where they were dressing him up in the crocheted items. Oh, yeah. And his face, and he really yeah. didn't want to go in, and they, he was like, well, we just, it's, it's, you know, we do have to do this. And he's like, oh, I don't want to go back in. <laughs> that for me, yeah, that for me. Nice. Uh, Michelle? I'm going to go for kind of action deep here. There was, and I can't think what episode it was in, but there was one where Ray and Benny, were, they were trapped in somewhere and he kind of, Diefenbaker leaps and kind of kicks down the door mm. to get to them. And I really can't remember which episode it he was He throws now. his whole body at the door. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, that's a very sweet He's moment. just amazing, this dwarf. Isn't he? he is action deep yeah. in that particular one. Mm. Oh. Why are you looking at me like that, Neve? <laughs> Is she, she looking at you and saying, are you, are you my mum? <laughs> you weirdo mum, you weirdo. Yeah. So have yeah. you got a better Diefenbaker moment? Mm, well, have you? No. No. Well, there we go. Action. Everyone smile. Cheese. H cheese. Bit less like your <laughs> mannequin, please, Neve. Um, yeah, so, sorry, I'm just trying to give out the uh, uh, tune-in details for one last push. Uh, for me, there was a few which kind of came into my mind. First of all, of course, there is the, uh, the wonderful moment where you've got Stephen Baker and Elaine when they share a tub yeah. of ice cream at the end of the episode. Yeah. So we're used to, beginning and end of the episode, basically it's usually a nice Benny Fraser moment. Benny Fraser? No, yeah. Benny Ray moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would Benny Fraser would just be him talking to himself. <laughs> uh, so it usually be a Benny Ray moment at the end, the beginning of the episodes, which kind of bookends things. This episode, they decided to have a lovely moment with Elaine just kind of talking about um, how, how she's kind of like fancies uh, Paul Gross's uh, Benny. Very nice scene, but it just bubbles under. The moment which I'm going to go for is when... Um, and this is one which, as we speak, hasn't gone up on our feet just yet. But it's it's a moment where Deef sacrifices himself. Well, to all intents and purposes, yeah. you know, we, we think he probably makes it. But uh, he dies in front of a bullet and gets shot by Victoria and Victoria's Secret. Mm. I think we were all heartbroken oh, by this yeah. moment. I mean, we were like, you know, I mean, I've seen it before and I was like, what if he doesn't make it this time? <laughs> you never know. It was a beautiful moment. And for a dog to emote like this one does, it's mm. poetry. Poetry, I tell you. What can I say? He is amazing. He is. That's what I said. <laughs> He's amazing. And a character we all enjoy, Walsh. What's our best Walsh moment? Oh. This was a really tricky one, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. How are you guys doing? Yeah, so I, I really, really struggled, probably more with the with him than the others. But um, I actually, I went for the one also in Victoria's Secret, 
where they they're playing pool. Yeah, <laughs> such so a nice. great moment when they're they're in this really kind of contained room with this pool table, and it's so small that they can't straighten out the cues. So they're taking these ridiculous shots, and it's going terribly for everybody. And then Walsh goes to take his turn, and he's just in this brilliant position where he's by the window, and he asks somebody to open the window. I think it's Dewey. Is it Dewey? Yeah, I can't remember who it was. And he just sticks his cue out the window to get that perfect shot and pops the ball. Everyone else is struggling. He's just like, oh, thank you. Yeah, he's <laughs> just, just so very cool and, and very calm. calm. Yeah, like I say, just so smooth with it. It's just, oh, that's just Walsh, isn't it? Yeah, no, I love it. Um, uh, I think I'm going to pick another one, though. That, that was very close mm. to me. But for me, we're talking series one. It's the one where, and again, I don't remember which episode this one's from. You'll have to excuse us. Remember the moments, not necessarily which episode they're from. Mm. There's a wonderful one where Walsh is in his office with, at Patron Promises, I think it is. He's in his office with Ray, and Ray's basically getting signaled by Benny outside, who's going, like, you know, pointing to his watch and stuff like that to try and give him clues, and he's going, uh, uh, why do you think we should spend more man hours on this? Like, uh, well, that's a very good question, sir. And he's looking out <laughs> the window to see what Benny's signaling to him. He's like, uh, well, did we see where he went after this bit? And he's going, yeah, we did this and the other. Yeah, that's what I said to him. Said to him, no, no, never mind. <laughs> uh, the other thing I was thinking of is, uh, what about the evidence? And, you know, he's getting fed all this. And then uh, Walsh looks out the window, sees uh, Ray clearly signaling to him. Just Ray gives a cheeky little smile. And uh, Walsh goes like, I think we should continue this conversation alone and twist the blind <laughs> and it's one of those lovely moments where ray is obviously on Walsh's side but it's kind of put up by benny to argue the case for the uh, guy who might be in trouble here mm. and so he's having to try and uh, feed the stuff to walsh and walsh is kind of you know he's just one step ahead of them uh what is it my dear do you want to charge it for your phone is that please can't talk you know it's okay i know um, and I agree with both of your moments. It's almost like you didn't have one for this. I didn't have one. Yeah, I concur. Okay, uh, Michelle? Yeah, so next, um, we're going to talk about the songs. I mean, you know, music plays um, a big part in the Jude South um, show. Yeah, uh, Ray Simcoe, I believe, does the original music for Jude South. And it's wonderful. Um, and there's so many wonderful songs as well as instrumental pieces. Mm. So, I mean, we watched, uh, we went to watch Jude, uh, Jude South, Victoria's Secret on uh, YouTube, where all the episodes are. But the way they've managed to put them on is by stripping all the music away. Yeah. And any Jude South episode, you can't watch without the music because it's so instrumental to the episode, if you will. Oh. Uh, but especially that episode uses music so effectively. There's mm. a song in there which is beautiful, and you need it there. It just—it's like you've got these quiet bits where just—you just got these images which look great, but they need the musical score and stuff there to really come alive. Yeah, so it's an important one. Yes, yeah, so the one I went for was Neon Blue, which nice. I can't remember—is it Chicago Holiday or the Holiday? Chicago Holiday. Yeah, Chicago Holiday. Yeah, part one, and yeah. it's—it's it's quite close to the beginning of the episode, and it's just perfect at setting the scene it's such an atmospheric song and you know and you've got the singer actually there physically singing it as well and people are dancing and it's ugh, everything about it is just perfect and it's very brave because they play the whole song yeah like they take the time and they've got reactions from benny reactions from uh ray all this stuff happening around which sets the scene but they're playing the whole song yeah i think 
dip into it again later in the episode. Yeah, so we've already heard the whole song, and then we have a reprise of it later on. And it's just this really gutsy shots to stay with it because you know that could outstay its welcome very easily if it wasn't short right. But they do a wonderful job. Yeah. Have you got a song moment which brings you? Uh, I think the one for me was when um, Benny uh, meets up again with his old love interest. I can't remember her name now. Um, the one with Victoria. Was it Victoria? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think there's a part where there is the song and there's a bit of snow going on and the oh, song as the yes. wind blows <laughs> on my cracking voice across <laughs> the great divide. Yeah, that was almost as beautiful I as the original. See, be the one you have to, to save hold yourself you down. Kiss you so hard, I'll take your breath away, and after I. Wipe away your tears. Just close your eyes, dear. Oh, that was yeah. beautiful. Oh, come on, no, pause, <laughs> nothing. Nothing, you heartless oh, woman. Trying, but trying. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no applause, applause from Neve like, there. She yeah, wasn't impressed, I don't think. Neve's like, like, no quite. <laughs> Fine. That was a very good choice. That was one which was up there for me. So I'm going to pick a different one just to bring another one because it was between that one and there's something which is on the album is the Inuit soliloquy. Mm. And you've got, uh, Benny is up in front of a, um, what is it, a, like a, a, oh, a residence meeting for the people who live in his block. And it's the one with the guy with the baseball bat in it, actually, which we mentioned ah. before. And he sat in, stood in front of them and he's talking about uh, the challenges of the Inuit. Of course, uh, where I'm from, the chances are different. Uh, there is no, you know, very little crying to speak of, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the only challenge really is the elements and the challenges uh, that is the is for the Inuit. And then, yeah, he talks about delivering a, a baby and this woman just, the second the baby delivered, just stepping out and going out into the, uh, into the cold because that's all she can do. And all that she can hope for is that the child will survive. That's pretty much the best you can hope for. It's beautiful, and that leads straight into this lovely bit of music by uh, Jay Senko. Absolutely beautiful moment, wonderfully scored, and on the soundtrack, it's very effective. They just got that speech and going into the music just on its own, and it just works just as well as it does in the episode. Awesome. It is. And then we're going to talk about our favourite interview moment from our the two interviews we did. Oh, yeah, so... Um, so this is quite tricky to pick a favourite moment. Yeah, I've got one. Like, yeah, I mean, they're both wonderful. So uh, the two interviews we've done thus far are with Tony Craig, who mm -hmm. was uh, Jack Huey. Jack Huey. Huey yeah. so Jack Huey. And it was Elaine herself, uh, who is... I've got my head still just going. Um, it's Catherine Brouillet. They're wonderful. They both had some wonderful stories. Uh, Catherine, in particular, remember talking about like uh, the way she was a bit of a trailblazer with some of the uh, acting roles she got and how she managed to bring about some Coldplay casting before that was a thing, really. But the one for me is in Tony Craig's interview. It's a bit where he talks about his days in music, which is all wonderful. But he does this one bit where he's talking about uh, working with uh, Stephen Wonder and what a prank stream was mm -hmm. and how he played tricks on them and uh, what a cut-up he was and how he got all these wonderful breaks when he was working in the music industry. I'm trying to think of the story he told about. God, you see, I picked this as my moment. I can't think of the story about um, 
you wonder. No, I can't remember exactly what he said. No, so that's an oh, anecdote yeah. <laughs> which we're going to pass on really well. But he talked about his music days and how he had this wonderful music career and he worked with all these people. And uh, and that's even before he got to acting. And um, and then he has this whole second leg of his career and he's now, like, you know, he mentioned some of the stuff which he's gone on to since where he's working in... He's in an episode of Teen Titan or Titans, as it's called, mm-hmm. and uh, a movie for the Hallmark Channel. All these huge projects which are wonderful. So, uh, but it's him talking about uh, Steve Wonder. So please check out episode two episodes ago. Uh, well, as we speak on the Tuesday of the feed, it's the Tony Craig interview. Yeah, I mean, his past is just absolutely fascinating. Yes. It was really interesting to listen to him. But the moment I picked as my favourite for from his interview was um, was actually when he was talking about his audition for Due South and how they kept calling him back again and again. I think it was four times he had to come and read the same scene. And I think he was, well, I don't think it's so much he was getting a bit fed up with it, but he, he said that he just knew it so well. He was kind of coming in and kind of doing like different things each time. He was like, oh, really? You want me to come back again? Fine. And it turns out that they actually chose him from the very first reading that he did. Yeah, it gets like, uh, we were just wondering how long you'd keep coming keep back for. Back. <laughs> yeah. I also did like it when we were talking to him and he was uh, I was saying to him, um, talked about going to these interviews and it was the same black actors from the area just going to the same auditions again and again and I said did you carpool by the end (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like Catherine Brouillet had the same kind of experience and one of them she was saying is now her babysitter as a result and a really close friend so it's just uh, mad how kind of um, yeah how how not cool the industry can be by the sounds of things sometimes how about you Nicola you got something for this one um, I haven't got any individual moments, they're all great, but I am going to stay with my civilian aid sister. Yeah. Lovely. Well, I actually picked something from her interview as well, something that I'm going to be looking out for in future when I watch um, the Due South episodes, because she mentioned that Paul Gross, and there was somebody else, and I can't remember who, um, used to plant these Canadian pennies in the scenes yeah which i've never spotted before and so when we're watching the future episodes i'm going to be looking out for these little pennies that are mm. hidden around somewhere and uh it was quite nice actually because i picked up on a moment that she uh i was getting it's like oh and these these wonderful little moments you just have to really look out for them but where you can tell it's filmed in canada which i i we didn't know previously we just assumed it was filmed in chicago because yeah. they've done an excellent job of making up like chicago and when we first watched it, it never just came up. So there was little things you can look for. Mm. So little things like it was there was a moving company. She was going, how did you get this moving company wasn't, or like this company on the truck wasn't from Canada? I said, look, it was just one thing. The logo had a maple leaf in it, so it kind of gave away. Yeah. It was Canadian. No one was filming Canada now. It was kind of like, you know, I noticed this thing. She goes, oh, that's a good spot. So it's kind of a fun game to play. Like, can you spot yeah, yeah. the um, little Canadian. Canadian thing in there? Yeah. I think we spotted something else previously as well. I think there was something on a bus that we saw, which we were like, oh, that's that's a bit Canadian. I can't remember what it was now, but I'm sure there was something, something on the side bus. Of it. Was it the style of bus? Yeah, I can't remember now. There was, there was something. But yeah, so I think maybe that would be something we will look out for in the future as well. And let's pick out the little Canadian taking pictures. Yay! I mean, you could have awesome. kept speaking, but yeah. I could, I could have, but it was much more fun. Just go, yay! Yeah, but I know I really want to look out for these pennies now. I think that would be amazing if we can find these hidden pennies in the shots. Yeah. Cool. 
Uh, have you got any moments that you remember from the interview? Uh, no, like I say, I was just going with the most of the neurosis stuff. That's, a, that's very nice reasoning. Everything. I was thinking of the Stevie Wonder one, but you covered it. Um, I wish I could remember the actual story. Stevie. I don't know why. The only reason was probably sleep addled, but also um, because I know there's another Stevie Wonder story, which isn't the one he told, but Stevie Wonder used to do this thing where he'd prank people. So he'd uh, get into, he'd go, it's like, oh, cool, let's go, I'll, I'll drive, because he had his own car, but obviously he didn't drive it, but he'd go, and like, he'd play chicken with people, so they go, um, okay. Then yeah, yeah, he, he would he, just pull, they'd call his bluff, and he'd get into the car, and uh, they're just waiting for him to go, oh, no, go on, you drive. And he's adjusting the mirrors and everything, <laughs> and apparently the furthest he'd ever get was just to, he'd start the engine and just slightly just a slight tad bit and he must have just been very controlled over how much he pulled out mm. and the person would invariably break and go no 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 don't stop just stop and he used to love doing this and it sounds like i'm sure it was something along those lines it was prank but i because yeah. this other story i think it's stopped me remembering the story he told. what a great guy i mean you know to be able to to joke about things like that as well brilliant yeah genius what is our next category? We're going to move on to our best Benny moments. Oh, Again, another Benton one. How Fraser. do you pick one moment? Do you go sexy? Do you go funny? <sighs> do you go uh, uh, suave? Do you go just out and out Canadian? <laughs> um, I went for kind of character defining. So I went all the way back to the pilot episode uh, for my favourite, um, my, my best Benny moment. And it is, this is them just kind of setting up who he is and what he's like. But it was such a great scene in the pilot episode where he's still up in Canada and it's like the worst storm they had that year. I think they said it was like 50 below out there and all the officers are back in the office except for Benny, who's out. <laughs> and he was looking for a fisherman. And they're like, what is he doing? This man's crazy. And then the next thing he... Oh, it's it's really funny scene as well because you've got the like the sergeant and a couple of officers that are messing about with the water cooler and then spilling the water everywhere. Spilling it everywhere. And then Benny just like bursts through the door, kicks it open with his foot and he's got It's this, in the pilot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's in the pilot. And he's got this man over his shoulder. <laughs> he just walks through the office and just dumps him in the cell. And he turns around and says, Well, he won't be fishing over the limit again for a while, something so like that. You caused this much public damage, you damaged a a ski boat, a ski boat um Skimbill yeah. uh, did this, that, and the other. This much property, all this. Like, how much can he have been fishing over his quarter? Quarter. Yeah, well, they, at first I think they make it sound like he was probably fishing over the limit that he was drunk. Yeah. But yeah, it turns out yeah he's yeah, fishing it, over his it's over his fishing quarter. But quarter. he was using dynamite, wasn't he? Yeah, he but was... yeah the 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 uh, sergeant or whatever rank it is, lieutenant, whatever, lieutenant. He says like, how much can he have been fishing over his quota? And he goes. Uh, 2,500 tons or so, you know, yeah, some like huge, huge number. Amount. And he goes like, what? It's like, who's using dynamite? And that's the big reveal. It's like, it seems like he's done this ridiculous thing, ridiculous thing for someone who's just been fishing over their quota, but it's by tons. Yeah. That's why it's so. Yeah. So he's like, I, I disabled the dynamite and he took all the fish and he gave, he um, donated it to an Inuit village. And you just think, oh, so he's, you know, he's done this, he stopped this guy, he's disabled the dynamite, and he's donated all the fish to a village. What a great guy. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> okay, so um, for me, <laughs> it's an episode we watched. I don't know if you remember, well, you will remember the episode. 
um, where they followed this, I think they followed the first one by actually Rock, um, you know, again. Um, and um, it was where they followed the matchbox around. Yes, oh, yes, yeah, very yeah. nice. And I think I'm going to go for the bit at the end where they're in the dump, the sort of dumpster area. And they actually, the, he found the actual, it had gone all round town, this matchbox. It was so funny. And it turned up in the exact place where he was. So I'm going to give him props for finding that man. <laughs> <laughs> that for me, I, I don't know, it popped into my head as soon as I thought of that. Yeah. He actually found it. How good a detective finds that matchbox again after being all round town. Yeah. That's for me. Okay, so it's down to me. Uh, the one which brings to mind, it's, it's a moment we've already had, but from a different perspective. So you uh, nominated the priest earlier as your most Canadian. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the moment for Benny. He delivers, and it's one take, and there's no cuts. It's just done Benny. For an amount of time which, if it wasn't just the best acting performance, it would have been too much time focusing on one person. And I think the danger would be in today's filming style, they would have cut away from him just a dozen times. they just go on Benny through this grate in the confession box. And he's talking about Victoria from Victoria's Secret Part 1. This love of his life which he let a duty get in the way of uh, being with a girl he loved. And uh, he says, I, I think it's actually the next scene, he says, duty is a poor excuse uh, for betraying the one I love. And he tells the whole story of what happened. And uh, she was a getaway driver. No one knew she was there. She, he could have let her go. He, like, there's this mad blizzard. And he uses his coat to make a lean-to, stakes into the ground, and keeps them alive through this. He... Uh, keeps her hands in his mouth to keep them from getting frostbite and somehow you know he he knows he's going to die but somehow they both make it through and he couldn't let her go and he chooses not to and he chooses to choose the job over the woman mm-hmm. and in this two part he questions that and decides sort to go towards the other way but in that speech it is one of the finest bits of acting it's just a fine bit of acting I, I put this up against Oscar winners mm. this is genuinely that good and that clean and acting job. See now, I think yeah, I agree with that bit. But the fact he put his fingers, her fingers in his mouth, still jars Ew. me. <laughs> still jars me because I think, what? How's that gonna save her? I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, I've never known that someone's near on frozen to death and been saved by putting fingers in your mouth. Maybe it's something I that mean, they know up in these cold countries. I don't and know. And just one of her hands, not the other hand. He, he picked his favourite. He picked his favourite. Oh, favourite. Useful hand. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> so you are you left-handed or right-handed? Right, given here. <laughs> yeah, I just that that little bit does jar me because I just don't get how putting in the in that moment of frozenness, um, near death, how that would have helped in any way. I don't know. I don't know. I so that the acting great. That little tiny bit jars me mm. a little bit. So. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is an amazing scene, then. It's like everything yeah, just kind of comes together. But the way it's filmed, the directing, the acting, the lighting, everything works so well. And it's it's an amazing scene. Yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah. And um, by the way, just to let you know, Commander Elliot, he says he stopped being lazy. Yeah, he's <laughs> just do- donated. Um... <laughs> so shoot, sorry put my glass on yeah he, he's just donated 10 pounds so we're up to 120 pounds awesome, that doesn't include gift aid which is 
you know, tots that up to a little bit more as well, which is wonderful. But guys, it would be wonderful. Like, it's really nice of all these hosts from the shows to donate. But maybe some people have listened, just, yeah. just chuck some money in. But we will take the money where we can get it for this wonderful course. So please um, dig deep, guys. Uh, you, you've been wonderful so far. I'm more than generous, but uh, we're going to still ask for more from you because uh, we love you, so we want to take your money. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. What's next? Well, it's got to be our Ray moment, hasn't it? What's our best Ray moment? I don't think he's had quite as many moments as Benny. So in that, in a way, that made that more difficult. There was a couple that I was kind okay. of thinking of, but I got yeah, do you want to go with yours? Then? Well, there was a moment where he was squaring off against. Oh, I can't forget his name now. There was the mobster. Oh, it was basically knew from yeah, this guy who knew from school. He was a mobster's son. His mm. dad died, but his dad was one of these people. It's like. Okay, he might have you know, taken a lot of money from, from people, but he did keep the streets safe and he never abused people. It was kind of like, I know this sounds funny, but it was accepted mobsterism. So there was respect for people. There was, you did pay your dues, but he kept it within reason. His son takes over and just extorts every penny out of people to the point where they can't afford to live. Mm. They have to rob just to make the payments to him. And it kind of takes away that even shred of gentleman uh, honour amongst thieves. Mm. And he, uh, you know, at the end, Ray has been kind of towing the line with him, but he's just had enough. So he's on this basketball court all through the episode, and he's cheating and he's whacking people in the face to, to cheat to win. And in this last scene, uh, Ray goes, no, I'm going to play a bit of uh, basketball. The, guard, the uh, bodyguards for him aren't there. So he goes up, just starts bashing the ball and bashes it into this guy's face and bashes it again. And like gets so he's bleeding down his face and I think he gives him a good punch. I think he punches him. Does he use the basketball? I'm sure. I don't know. Or I know just he a punch. punches him. I think he uses the basketball once then a punch, but he basically mm. bloodies up this guy's face. So it's something you can't hide. And, you know, even if he gets his bodyguards on him, it's too late. It doesn't matter if he does that. He'll have lost face in the neighbourhood. Yeah. And Ray goes like, look, I could forget what happened here if you leave everyone alone, basically. Oh, I might just get a bit chatty when I leave here. <laughs> and he goes out kind of having one a day. And then this guy looks up to his bodyguards and goes, what are you looking at? And his bodyguard just shakes his head and walks away. And it's basically signifying that he's lost any power he had with anyone. Mm. This guy's just a nothing on the street now. Yeah, that is a really good scene because I've, we've got so many kind of comedy moments with Ray. He's, he's not very often that serious. But this is proper full-on serious Ray, isn't it? And violent. He's, you know, he's a police officer and he's beating a guy up. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it seems very out of his character, but you, you kind of get where he's coming from and how it's all built up to that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good one. My one, again, I picked a serious moment for Ray. But, and we keep taking from this episode because it's so good, but I'm going back to Victoria's Secret. I wonder if we're going to pick the same one, we Nicola. Are going I think the we same might. Route, I think so. This is the one where um Victoria's in danger, mm. and she goes to stay at yeah. Ray's house. Yeah. It's such a good scene, isn't it? It's such a good scene. Do you remember the line which I like? Um, I it, it kind of went along the line. Uh, I'm not doing. It's not this for you. Speed. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for you. I do it or something. It's not you. I do it. It's for. not. Yeah. It's not you. I do it for. And just something so very poetic about mm. that. As opposed to like, yeah, I'm not doing this for you. It's like, it's what you I do it for. Mm. And it, it's, I, I feel like there's something in the way he delivers that so poetically. Mm. It's because of the honour behind his friendship with uh, Benny. I think like he rubs a bit of something special on that line just for that. 
occasion. Yeah. It's like, you guys, uh, yeah, if you hurt him, I'll kill you. <laughs> you yeah. know, myself. Yeah. yeah, she's like, oh, you know, oh, thank you. He's like, I do this for you. Yeah. It's not you. Yeah. I do it. Like, yeah, it's not you. I do it for. But yeah. And, and it's kind of almost a bit of a throwaway line when he, when he's like, you hurt him, I'll kill you. It's kind of a throwaway, but you know just how serious he is when he says it as well. Yeah. His, his delivery of all the lines in that scene is just perfect. And I think that builds up to that when, you know, the, I think at the start he doesn't really want to get, you know, I think he's got a, some time off or something, but he doesn't really want to get involved mm. in it all. And then it moves on to where he is doing his sort of guy's night out type thing in the yeah, ballroom. Yeah. And it's really sad because obviously he doesn't quite have the night he's expecting. No, so he's quite heartbroken about that as well. And I think the fact Benny's not there is quite an impression yeah. on But then it then moves on to show how how much he does love Benny by saying that line. So it kind of builds for me, I yeah. think. And I think it's, it's because of you know how much he thinks of Benny that he's so annoyed at him as well. Yeah, yeah. Because like he's more upset, there. isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's more, he wanted him. With all the people, he's not the one he expects to let him down. Yeah. Benny doesn't let anybody down. Yeah. But there is also that great scene in there, and I, sh- I know we're not doing Benny at the moment, but the great scene where he has the day off. Oh, yeah. And because he never, ever has a day off, he receives all <laughs> these flowers and get, get well, well soon, <laughs> and everybody's worried about him. <laughs> yeah, that's a good moment, I think. I think mm. the whole episode was brilliant. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Another scene from there. I just want to mention. <laughs> Please. Keep going. See, no, yeah, we've got another hour ten, so, so yeah, keep going. Okay, so the other sort of part of that episode was when he was having the chat with his dad. And his dad's got uh, his Mountie hat on, but the back of it's got a bit cut off. Mm. And he's like, oh, your hat. And he's like, well, yeah, you know, to bury him, they had to cut the back of the hat off. But then in a later scene where he's actually in the room where... Benton's office where there's all the flowers and etc that have been delivered to him when Benton walks out the room his dad actually go with, goes over to his hat stand and nicks a hat yeah. that hasn't got <laughs> hasn't got the uh, thing I thought that was brilliant I love that bit yeah, even in death he wants a perfect hat yeah yeah that was brilliant uh, who that, was, that was a great scene I love that one and that's, I think that's all we've got on our list. Is, oh, no, rums. We haven't done our best rum, have we? Ooh, oh, we didn't have our list. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Okay, well, I'd say it's going to be an hour of wrap-up show, then. Um, our rums. Oh, there's been so many fine fine rums we fine have enjoyed rums. over the series. And actually, I don't think we've mentioned the rum that we have today. Oh, God, no, we haven't. No. So, Michelle, what rum are we drinking today? Sea Dog, I think it's called, isn't it, Nicola? What oh, wrong was there. I drinking and no one's filled up my glass? Come on. It's my <laughs> no, first I'm, drink I've I'm, had. I'm dry here too. Um, yeah, Sea Dog. It's cool. So it's another spiced rum. It's a dark spiced rum. It's really nice, actually. It's quite sweet. This is Aldi again as well, who, who delivered one of our most consistent, like, everyday rums, which is... Um, Why do they hire someone to do drinks? Yeah, we need... Um, like waiter, waiter. Or well, maybe some <laughs> child who we got here we can use as wait No! Yeah. You can't. <laughs> yeah, we're allowed to make it. children serving people. Yeah. Well, maybe she could just pass it over. <laughs> yeah. It might be easier for you to get out, Neve. If you. That's it. I'm not sure what we're doing on the coke. I think we've got enough. Um. Oh, I've been told on mix. No, it's not. I'm saying mixers offline. It's. Oh. It's not. Rest. 
Thank okay, you. So perhaps it's because we all went quiet when we were trying to decide who's getting up. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. So the, yeah, it's called Sea Dog. Can someone just message me on the board to say they can still hear the mix because it's showing and Rash just sent me a message saying it's not. Anyone? Anybody out there? Can people hear me? It's got saying we've got listeners, it's counting still, it's saying that playing live. Hmm. Neve, did you do it? What? <laughs> did you put the mixer off? Oh, wait a minute, I still, yeah, we've got someone, yeah, I still here, yeah, yeah. thank we're you. Good, we're good. Yeah, Raph, it's just for you it isn't working. And uh, before you sit back down. Sorry, could people talk into the microphone? Oh, it's working, we've got someone else as well. I've been listening since uh, I've left. Oh, no interruptions for me. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah Raph. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I think it was just the one person, so yeah. just the one for the orange. Yeah. I think maybe maybe it went off on his side maybe for a minute or something. Yeah, I think it's his internet must somehow be causing a problem. Sorry, Raph. Yeah. Maybe we're just so damn popular it won't allow him in. Because maybe they don't allow more than 17 listeners. That's probably not true. <laughs> but that is a good list. 17, thank you. Yeah, no, no, honestly. Uh, the, the, the amount of people that have listened over the course of the thing... It may not be huge numbers to some people, but it means a hell of a lot to me to have all these people listening over the course of the day. To have one is awesome. Yeah, I'm very easily pleased to. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, how shifty do I look with my black gloves on? <laughs> is he in? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So we are on hour 23. We're, we're almost at the end of the 23rd hour. And, um... Yeah. You can yeah. drink. So, um... What I'm probably going to do right now is... Uh, well, we discuss the rum? No, we haven't done the rum. Let's do the rum then. Yes. So it's a really nice rum. It's actually... Um, we're going to have problems. We have got another bottle well, downstairs. Just, let's just do the rums. Um, and like, so this rum is a very lovely, very sweet rum. It, yeah, it's a very sweet exactly. rum, actually. It, it reminds me of the Dead Men's Fingers, actually, in mm. taste. Um, yeah. So reading the back of it, so it's got... Vanilla, spices, and coffee. Oh, coffee flavors as well. well. Yeah, so I don't know if that really comes through, but no, it didn't. The sweetness me. definitely does. But um, it's actually not an expensive one. Um, it's kind of an, a shop-owned, replicated one. Mm. Um, well, I always find them to be pretty good, actually. Oh, this particular store, actually, can we say this? Can we say? Yeah, um, I mean, I already said Aldi. Oh, yeah, but... Aldi. Aldi. If you go to Aldi. And you know they do the Hopkins, and this is a part of the Hopkins. Hey, Raph made it on. Um, it's it's not Hopkins, is yeah, it? Yeah, it, it, it is. It's the Hopkins, Hopkins range. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. And and they, theirs was brilliant. And mm. they're like, I mean, you're paying sort of ten. But I mean, that one's about thirteen, fourteen pounds. Yeah. But the actual equivalent, what we pay for, is and it's twenty pounds. Yeah. So get yourself down to Aldi. Yeah. What? Them. And that name again? Sea Dog. Sea dog. So, um, to be honest with you, that's right up there. I'm not going to lie. For the price, especially, there are a few which stick out for me. Cloven Hoof was a very fine one, which I first tried at Sci Fi Weekender Mm. up in Wales. Um, Rum Ballion was a great treat. Very nice, very nice. Um, There was one Drury that we had that was Coco (laughs) Canoe, which is just the most fun, say, very coconutty kind of tropical tasting one. Yeah, and what else have we got? Remember the um, Bar the Black one we had? Bar the Black was really good. Ah, yeah. uh, and you of course got um, Unicorn 
Tears. Oh, was yeah, it yeah. For my birthday last oh, Phoenix. year. Phoenix. It was Phoenix. Phoenix Tears. Tears. Yeah. And it had glitter in it. Yeah. See, that one that you just said about, the first one you said, Barla Bar- 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 Black. That one I keep saying, oh, oh, can we get that one again? Because yeah. I didn't have that one. Oh, so that, yeah, that's a so our favourite rum is all, all those rums. <laughs> all of them. Uh, I think actually, you know what? I'm going to give a very uh, high rating to this one today. For the mm. price for such a rich, deep flavour, yeah. I don't think it can be beaten for that combo. Yeah, but good. I think we should give Aldi in general its props for rum. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we will spend a bit more money for a fine rum, but if you can get a fine rum without spending the money, all the better. Mm. Hopkins is a lovely session drink. This one is a finer drink for the same, you know, same pennies on the pound kind of deal. Uh, And now Rafa's joined us. Now it works for me. I am right now in Nokia. No rum here. Oh. Was that a town or is that just a, uh, the phone store? (laughs) Who knows? Could be Nokia in, um, in Thingy. Sorry, we were talking then. Sorry to interrupt, yeah, really. Sorry, then, yeah. Yeah. Could you repeat? Saying Nokia could be a place in Finland for all I know. <laughs> could be. Uh, so that's the rum we're drinking tonight. That's the rum we've been drinking. Uh, our favourite rums. That's pretty much it for Juice South by Southeast. We may uh, return to just talk a bit more Juice South in a moment. But first of all, what we're going to do is we're going to go back to another one of our music mixes, uh, which I've been playing out throughout. Uh, this is one which actually first of all I'm going to play to you where you can donate right now ah, Nokia's ne- actually the town from where the phone company comes from that's interesting fun facts here on the Juice South podcast okay here's how you donate to Dogs for Good hi I'm Peter Purvis since 1988 Dogs for Good has been making life-changing differences for people with disabilities the charity supports people with complex needs including physical disabilities, autism, dementia and learning disabilities, enabling them to lead more independent lives through the help of trained dogs. Dogs for Good relies solely on donations and demand for its services has reached an all-time high so please give whatever you can. Log on to www.dogsforgood.org and find out more. Everyone involved has given up their time free of charge to make this happen. So please go to www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash pod dogs. And pod dogs is all one word. That's P-O-D-D-O-G-S, pod dogs. And give whatever you can to support this great charity that changes people's lives for the better. Guys, we're at £120, which is massive. I've actually just donated £25, but what I did somehow is I managed to go to Dogs for Good as opposed to our specific fundraiser. So £25 more has gone towards Dog for Good, even if it hasn't gone on our title. Uh, I transferred that because Paul G had this Dalek, which he uh, was uh, selling. So he said, give the money to Dogs for Good if you want to buy it off me. So £25 and I get a vintage uh, retro Dalek. Wow, that's really cool. So everyone wins, and thank you very much to Paul G for that wonderful gesture. Also, there are seven pounds which has been raised. There's a thing which you can do on Facebook where they give some money to a charity of your choice. They give a couple of pounds and people can donate. So seven pounds has gone for my birthday fundraiser as well. So if you add it all together, we're pretty much at uh, 150 thereabouts. That's amazing. So even though some of it hasn't accidentally gone to my fundraiser, it always goes all goes to the same charity. 
but guys, keep it going, keep donating. And just thank you for listening. Um, we'll round up to South by Southeast in a little bit, but we're now going to turn you over some music. It's going to be back to the first music break, which I put on um, back near the beginning of Squee Fest. So please enjoy this and we'll be back with you very shortly. Okay, guys, thank you very much for your patience there. We're back with you for the last 40 minutes of Squeefest. We're about to wrap up due south by southeast, but we've got a few more magic moments to bring back from uh, series one almost completely <laughs> due south. So, uh, Beach, very nicely, I just put out, no one's sort of ready, not ready to reply, but anyone got a favourite moment from due south they want to share? Beach put, my favourite memory was when Sticks and I got our mini Monty numbers. That's been something really fun to do and something cool. Uh, So, guys, I put it to you. I put it to you, my honoured lady and lady. (laughs) And Minnie Mount, if you want to join in. So, favourite Due South episode of Series 1? So far, minus two episodes. Yeah, yeah, so far. I mean, that one's an easy one, and it's probably an obvious one, but it's going to be Victoria's Secret. It's just got so much in it, the comedy, the seriousness. Oh, and there's just so much you see about the characters in it as well that perhaps you hadn't seen before and it's an amazing episode yeah I've got to go with that I mean it, it, like you say it's I mean I know do you know I am going to go with that as well but I'm also going to go with the one that still entertains me the match spots that go around yeah. and I'll go with that one too because just that fact that it made it all around town and back to where they were is, is worthy of a mention on that well, one which falls under just a bit for me which is up there is um uh chicago holiday part one yeah. two, very insane two-parter oh, yeah. and i what really loved one? uh the one with brock frobisher where he mm. first came to mountain of bounty is it that just that just reminds me we didn't do our favorite cameos that was something that we did oh do. yeah yeah so cameos. we've got favorite cameos yeah. to come as well which i think ours is probably going to be the same oh well yeah yeah Go leslie nelson yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard to beat him. I mean, you know, lest we forget, in the same series, though, you had Mark Ruffalo went on to be an incredible yes, Hulk. Ron Philippe. Ron Philippe, who was in uh, Crew Intentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Jonathan Banks. Yeah. I mean, they weren't shy on guest stars in this bad boy. Yeah, it, but it, it, Leslie Nelson's got out of his box. Yeah, He's a yes. fantastic Of course. Unbeatable. Unbeatable. So finally, we were going to go with our favourite met moments from the podcast. Now, Nib, have you got anything you remember from all your little guest spots? No. <laughs> when you were drunk. Oh, oh, oh wow! Oh, 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 so you like all the no. episodes? Out like. the mouth, babes. I think she she's referring to... I mean, I might have to agree with her. I think she's referring to a day when... <laughs> Michelle might have had a bit too much of the oh, Jolly Juice. Yeah, and uh, we end up doing two parts from one episode. Yeah. Because yes. you were, and you were falling asleep during it, and you that, that was a great part, was, 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 I was just saying, no, I've, yeah, I really like Is that, that the one where I got the hiccups as well? <laughs> yep, yeah, yes. that was, it's on, unfortunately you couldn't join as well. Uh, no, but the funny thing was, I actually did come over, so I was waiting here, and um, it started off where Ian had warned me and said, like, I'm going, I'm going to Michelle's, we're going to do a podcast, and I went, oh yeah, don't worry, I said, don't rush back. I'm absolutely fine. He went, no, no, it'll be fine. We'll be done really quick. Don't worry about that. 
And I said, no, enjoy yourself, do, you know, if you've got to take it. No, no, we'll be fine. And as the day went on, it's like, oh, we haven't even got to this bit yet. We haven't even started it yet. We've had a few drinks, blah, 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 blah. So it then turned out, and I just kept going, it's fine, because it wasn't a problem. But it just made me laugh how he went, no, 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 you know, and then he was really back quite late, very drunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wasn't the only one drunk, thank you very much. I mean, this seems mean-spirited, but uh, Raph's just put my favourite moment was when Squee stopped talking. Well, I mean, Raph, I, I want to say I've enjoyed every one of your episodes over the last year before yesterday. Hasn't recorded any for the last year, so that was quite... <laughs> oh, 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 Yeah, read the next So one. I'm not the only one who's fallen asleep during a podcast. Aha. Uh-huh. And the next one, what next Yeah, one? so we're not here to please you is saying his favourite moment. No, oh, just read that. Moment. Oh, sorry. Oh my gosh, I must have dropped off from speaking. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It just read it and I gave a slam back to Raph to make him a Hi. blush. But I understand what you're saying, Raph. Why, thank you. How, how wonderful of you to say. I think that might be my favourite moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, honestly. I have a favourite moment, but I've got to be very, very careful because of the time of day. Go on, um, <laughs> don't try it as much as you can. I uh, know, I've got to be very, very careful. But one of the funniest things was was when we were talking about gag, and there was a slight slip in to an alternative bag. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, and that was hilarious. Oh, this isn't ringing a bell. You have to tell me later. Well, it was a bull gag that someone was wearing, and we might have accidentally mispronounced it. Oh, yes. Yeah, Do you, you remember yeah, that yeah, was? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. When you say we, you <laughs> mispronounced it. Oh, and that was well, hilarious. I was, I was probably very tired at the time. <laughs> that was hilarious. So that was probably one of my favourite moments. Yeah, I think I'm going to say for my favourite moments is probably the interviews just getting to listen to these you know amazing oh, actors yeah. talking about you know their past and what they've done in the past I mean that question you each gave per interview was yeah. really really kept yeah, it going yeah. thanks guys yeah we were the stars there well, we don't get a word in that choice <laughs> I said you guys go and think you're nope <laughs> no, 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 we're good no we're good we'll just let you do what you do you're just so good at interviewing yeah that's true yeah. I am pretty good uh, we're not here to please you. What would be a thing you would like to happen for your show? Any goals left? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, do you South by Southeast, what, what would you like to happen next with it? Uh, interview Paul Gross, maybe? Although, um, would I be able to speak at all? <gasps> you you gave it a damn good try, it, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> also interview Ray. Yeah, yeah. Um, David Marciano. So, yeah, definitely. So definitely more of Gria. And just make it through all the episodes. And there's so yeah. many other great film projects they've done. Mm. Uh, we've got Droids Canada, a podcast we'll do, uh, Passchendaele with us, which is a Paul Gross mm. film. Yeah. And uh, we've said for Christmas, depending on when we can fit it in, we might have to swap this out for a film or something. Because we've got, we talked about, last year we did the great film with Leslie Nielsen and with uh, Paul Gross, Men With Brooms, which was an excellent oh, yes. awesome. There was a TV show made of that with only 10 episodes it made it to. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse Bless me. You. And uh, we talked about doing that this Christmas with, uh, well, the artist formerly known as Johnny White Trash, mm-hmm. now uh, Blaine Garrison he's going under is his birth name. And we talked about talking about that with him, but it's finding the 10 hours to watch it all as opposed to 
You could interview me about the show. Beach, do you watch Juice South? That'd be cool. Beach, fine up. Jump on the line. In fact, you know, actually, Beach, just wait one second. One second, Beach. So, uh, for this week, uh, from Squeefest, for um, the last hour and a half, we've got one half hour left of Squeefest, but for now, I've been dip, 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 squee! <laughs> With me, as always, has been... Mountie Michelle. And, of course, Dottie Baker and... Me. Who is... Bit louder into the mic. Eve. <laughs> Mini Monty Prime. Oh. <laughs> and remember, go to justgiving.com forward slash pod dogs. Okay, so you ready, guys? Three. Yes. Two, one. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Race cars, laces, aeroplane. It's a duck blur. Might solve the mystery. I rewrite history. Ducktails, woo! Every day they're out there making ducktails, woo! Tales of daring, do bad, and good luck tales, woo! When it seems they have been final cut, I've lost the tune. Seems like they have final curtain. Cool production, never for certain. The worst mess is become successes. Ducktails, woo! Every day they're out there making ducktails, woo! Tales of daring, do bad and bad luck tales, woo! Tip to danger, what's behind you? There's a stranger out to find you. What to do? Just grab onto some ducktails. Woo! Every day they're out there making ducktails. Woo! Tales of daring, do bad and good luck tales. Woo! The danger, what's behind you? There's a stranger out to find you. What to do? Just grab onto some ducktails. Woo! Every day they're out there making ducktails. Woo! Tales of daring, do bad and good luck tales. Woo! Every day they're out there making duck tales. Woo! Tales of daring, do good and bad luck tales. Woo! No pony tales or cults and tales. No duck tales. A woo woo. Neef, say goodnight. Say something in the microphone now. No pressure. Hey. Goodbye, good night, and have a wonderful Sunday. I'm going to sleep now. Squeal!